Okay, this is another episode of the No Name Podcast presented by Big C. Um, today we're gonna today is Thursday, September eighth. Um, just so you know what day I'm recording this should be out sometime later today. But today we're talking going to be talking about some college football, like what happened during Week One, and you know some big games coming up this week. Uh, some sprint car racing, some like results, some points chase. What's coming up this weekend, and um, also going to go like predict um, the NFL Week One games. Uh, I'll go for, try to go through every team, and maybe I just might pick and choose which ones. But should see like you know see what my one loss record is after Week One in the NFL season. Um, so starting off, the I I'm getting excited. The quarterbacks in college football this year are. On fire, like I'm not. Even, I skipped over how great Week One was just to go straight to the how great the quarterbacks were. I mean, you had Cam Rising at Utah, balling out against Florida. Anthony Richardson coming at him from Florida's side, like, and then like in the one of the almost biggest one of the upsets of the week, almost didn't happen was. Devin Leary of NC State versus Holton Aylers from East Carolina, ECU. ECU was not close to pulling it off. Special teams is you got went at all three phases of the game. They won at ECU won at defense and offense, but couldn't win at special teams. Had a block punt returned for a touchdown. They also had two missed extra point to tie it at the end and a missed game winner. And their kicker is good. He was all-conference last year, but just weren't able to pull it off. But, man, that was a great game. Speaking of great games, to kick week one off was WVU Pitt. Um, oh, I, I'm a WVU fan. It was hard to watch them lose, but it was amazing to, like, the game. Oh, my God. God, it was amazing. Like, the atmosphere. It's why you love college football. The atmosphere, the passion, the emotion, the, like, big hits, the big plays. It was amazing. You had block punts, uh, great punts on down in the one, big time, like, contested catches, big time runs, quarterbacks getting hit. Like, it was amazing. JT Daniels and Keaton Slovis, Caden Slovis of Pitt. And oh, West Virginia and Pitt, respectively. Oh my gosh, they were, they were both at USC, and they were good at USC. But you know, different things happened while they had to end up transferring and stuff. But man, like, just look at the quarterbacks USC had. It's crazy because like both of them stood in the pocket, took hits, showed the toughness. They showed their mobility by being able to move outside of the pocket and make things happen with their feet. Um, the deep ball throws were good. They didn't connect on a ton of them, but man, they were beautiful. They they were thrown great. They showed immense accuracy. Like it was like if you were a pro scout and you wanted to watch a game where there was two great quarterbacks that could be first round draft picks in the next couple years, or maybe even second or third round rounders. Now was a game to watch because it was just amazing. I I'll get into that game a little bit more in a little bit, but like 
Drake May, freshman for UNC, like, he looked amazing, uh, like, he looked good, and Chase Bryce from App- Appalachian State, he looked good against UNC, almost pulled the upset as well, um, he had a great battle on Thursday night as well, uh, Purdue and Penn State with Sean Clifford for Penn State and Aiden O'Connell at Purdue, both, like, six-year qu- quarterbacks, like, they've been in college for six years, experienced guys, freaking, that was a an amazing game. Yeah, it's Stenson Bennett like showing out against Oregon. He was he was looking more than just a, like a game manager. Uh, CJ Shroud, you know, and the Notre Dame quarterback. I can't remember his name, but they put on a good show in, the, in that game as well. Um, Bryce Young did his thing against Utah State. I thought um, DJ Ungerlay. Lou, I can't say his name. I need to practice that. But quarterback from Clemson, I thought he did well. Uh, so we can see a little bit. He doesn't have the confidence like he should. But um, Jeff Sims also did very well from what the portions of the game I saw for Georgia Tech. Um, he's a, like if he can just stay healthy, he can kind of put it all together. The Florida State and LSU game was another crazy game on Sunday night. Uh, Jordan Travis for Florida State was balling out. Jaden Daniels for LSU. He was he was make he was making that team move when they had to. And if it wasn't for him, I don't think they would have lost by one point and at the end of the game. Um I heard some good things about Emory Jones, his debut at Arizona State, and Caleb Williams at his debut at Oklahoma. Um the, the list goes on and on and on and on this year, which is exciting because last year, yeah, last year there was a lot of good quarterbacks still, but like you didn't have like, it didn't seem like you had like that energy of like these quarterbacks are like so great, so like doing so good and stuff. And it's nice to see that like it's kind of, it feels like it's coming back to like the golden age of college football, at least golden age for me, um, like, you know, 2012, 20. 14, like, you know, Manziel, Mariota, Winston, like, all these other great quarterbacks at a bunch of different schools, and it kind of feels like it's coming back to fruition, and, <clears throat> like, it's great to see that. Um, Some games to go over was, oh my, the beatdown Georgia put on Oregon, I'm sorry, my, my bro, Jared Baker, I'm sorry, that was, you knew, he, admittedly, he said he, he knew they were going to lose, and he was like, the good thing is we're not going to drop that far in the rankings, we should still be in the top 25, well, they got beat down and dragged through the mud, it was, I didn't watch that game, and I'm glad it didn't, I like I had to go do something when they were playing, but I saw like some of the highlights, some of the like stats like well like the final score and oh my goodness like it was bad um like i said um there was a couple games that should have been upsets ecu should have won i already mentioned that it was heartbreaking like but holton aylers for i think he i believe he threw three interceptions three interceptions and he still almost let his team to beat a top 15 team. That shouldn't be happening. He, he showed amendment, amendments. Poise. And 
he showed good feet, like good ball placement, making good throws. Yeah, he had like three mistakes, but it's like it happens sometimes. It gets the best of us, you know. Like, but he did it very good, and I think that should have been a game that should have been upset. It broke my heart to see him lose, as did a, as did seeing App State lose. Like that game was crazy. They App State scored like forty two points, or yeah, forty two points in like the fourth quarter. That's insane. Like they were winning like twenty one nothing out of or twenty one something, and then North Carolina came back and was beating them by like twenty one, and then they came back and ended up being like the ending was crazy. Like App State scored with like thirty one seconds left, missed. Had a great two-point conversion play. Receiver messed up. Instead of going, like, to catch it like this, he turned around and, like, fell down and didn't catch it. And that would have been a game winner. They go for an onside kick. Their whole hands team gets wiped out by North Carolina's, and it gets taken back for a touchdown. Then Then App State gets a great return, and you know what? They score a touchdown. Great freaking pass by... Uh, Chase Bryce, and then they go for two again. Similar, it was looked like a very similar play, a little different, and nobody was open. So he tried to take off, and he got he gained like one or two yards, but he was like short of the end zone. And North Carolina survives to win. That was it bro- those two games broke my heart. It they it broke my heart more than watching West Virginia lose how they lost, and. I think it's because I was just more like devastated when West Virginia lost. I wasn't heartbroken because I'm like, they should have won that game. Like knowing they should have won it and you know, nothing super freaky happened. Like ECU to like ECU and app state. Like, so it's like, and I felt like uh Pitt played a very good game as well. So it is what it is there, but um, moving on to how the game, uh, the Ohio State Notre Dame game. That was a Notre Dame looked solid. They lost twenty one to ten. They looked very solid. I think Marcus Freeman, their new coach, is going to do very good things with that program. Um, Ohio State they took the dub. Um, they looked very good, especially that last drive, just their scoring drive. That uh, Mayon Williams, the bowling ball type running back, he like grounded and pounded in that last drive, and that was something the um an, the broadcast mentioned was that they're not very uh, Ohio State hasn't re- very been um physical, like they're not they're painted as not being a physical team, and I I kind of think that with the running game they really have like that they, they haven't been as physical as like a top team should necessarily but they looked very physical on that drive and so it's kind of I think that was the emphasis during the offseason um dude the game moving on to another great game man this one I, I was rooting for Utah they took a very tough L against a solid Florida team um they should have won it they were driving down Got in field goal range to 
tie it, but then you know, they were moving the ball very well, so they like said, we're going to try to win it, and if we can't win it, we'll kick the field goal. I think there was like 20 seconds left. Cam Rising, who's a stud, threw a pass and got picked off in the end zone. It was a great play by Florida. Not the best decision by Rising, but he let him down the field. He kept him in that game. It was heartbreaking, but it shows that they're a very good team and like one to watch out for. And also showed Florida is going to be solid this year and be a solid team to watch out for as well. Um, West Virginia and Pitt game. Oh my gosh, that was. I think they're both teams are gonna have a good season this year. Um, the quarterbacks looked amazing. Uh, Conte Montfield, the quarterback, or not not quarterback. Excuse me. He's a wide receiver who transferred from Akron to Pitt. He was five for seventy one receiving. Now it's great. Rodney Hammond Jr. He had a hundred. He's a halfback for Pitt. One hundred twenty-nine total yards. The DBs looked good, and so did the whole defense. The defensive line was putting pressure on JT Daniels a lot. Uh, the defensive backs they were locking down the wide, West Virginia's wide receivers pretty decently. Well, they had to pick MJ Devonshire had to pick six, that which kind of was a game-winning uh, touchdown, and then um, West Virginia. Their defense looked very solid, like very good. Um, they were flying around, making plays, and like their special teams, they had a blocked punt. Blocked punts don't happen a super ton, but man, they had one, and it was it was big. It was big. Their both punters for both teams did amazing, good jobs. Besides that blocked punt by uh, West Virginia. Now it was kind of a bad job on Pitt's punter. But other than that, the special teams were solid for both teams. Um, CJ Donaldson is a stud. Freshman halfback for West Virginia. I don't I don't know how many. He had 100-something yards, I believe. He was a tight end, recruited as a tight end. Now he's a halfback. But I also thought they said something like he's also going to be like a tight end some too i don't know but he's like 6'2 245 he was looking like a grown man out there he was carving that pit defense up he was he's the dude he should be the dude the next three years maybe four if he somehow comes stays all four years because i think he's he's gonna go to the league if he plays tailback all three years and beast out like he did in this game he's gonna go to the league after year three and not stay for four jt daniels is that dude i have my doubts on daniels but he showed me that i was very wrong um but man he was he was doing good uh price ford wheaton he's looking he did drop that pass that led to that pick six um I think they're very. I think he's gonna be the number one wide receiver this year. I know they got Sam James, who's been very good in the past as well. But I think he'll be the more of the number two option. And Ford Wheaton, Ford Wheaton was just balling out, and he took two very hard hits and still was two hard hits that were considered targeting, like got reviewed for targeting, and he was still out there balling out. 
that that just kind of shows the toughness he has. Um, some other games are like actually the last game I'm gonna go over. Not some other games. Excuse me. Um, it is a uh, Purdue should have beat or actually I take that back. Two more games. Purdue should have beat Penn State. They should have. They shouldn't let them come back. But it is what it is. I mean, it just kind of showed that Penn State can compete better than they have the past two years, and that Purdue can also compete, which is known, but, like, they still got some stuff to work on. But it, it, week one, so it's going to be kind of frustrating sometimes. Um, LSU took a terribly tough loss to Florida State. Florida State looked like the better team pretty much throughout the whole game. Um, LSU also lost their, like, top defensive player to detackle Mason Smith from celebrating. He was celebrating towards ACL, which sucks really bad for him because he was looking like he was going to be one of the top players in the SEC, if not the country, at defensive tackle. But they... Man, there's some drama there because some... Uh, Yesterday, I believe it was, some reporters, were some media members were related to the, uh, OSU's head coach, Brian Kelly's press conference, and he said um, something about being late, and then the one reporter snapped back and said, maybe if you won, we'd be on time, which I think is a, that's amazing, good for you, um, like, just gotta, like, that's, that's a great point, and you gotta like went like you can't you can't be snapping back at them when you're losing games and like you're making terrible calls so, like you already had a field goal blocked why why try to kick another one go for it you have the momentum Florida State's on their heels go for two win the game right there then and there but it is what it is <clears throat> um so I think I'm gonna go over about like ten games here that to predict um, for week two, who's going to win. Um, so first game is Tennessee versus Pitt. Um, you got Hendon Hooker uh, and Caden Slovis going against each other. Hooker is a quarterback for Tennessee, another stud quarterback that I did not mention earlier. But I'd, I'm going with Pitt. Um, I was going to say Tennessee, but I, I'm going with Pitt. Like, that's... They're, I'm going to be biased here. They're one of my favorite teams, which is ironic because I'm a, my number one team is uh, West Virginia. But, you know, Pitt is a local team for me. So, like, you know, they're, they're like top five, ten team, favorite team. And that. So, I and I think they also looked very good. They're coming off a um, big rivalry win that they haven't played that rivalry in, like, 11 years. So, it's... The they got the momentum. Tennessee just beat like Ball State pretty badly, so it's like it's a little different. And uh, Pitts had a since last Thursday off, and I think they play this Saturday, so they've had more time off into game plan for Tennessee. So I'm going with Pitt. Um, next game is Baylor at BYU. Um, Tron Hall quarterback for BYU and Christopher Brooks is a tailback for him. Those are some guys to watch out for and Blake Shapen um is a 
quarterback for Baylor that you got to watch out for. He was 17 for 20, 214 in the blowout when they had week one. Um, so two, two other good quarterbacks that I didn't mention. Um, I don't know. Top BYU, so um, I'm going with Baylor on this one. I just feel like Dave Miranda is just going to have that team dialed up on defense and like ready to rule on all like their offense. They, I feel like they're going to do pretty good. They, they haven't had a consistent uh, quarterback the past couple years, so um. Like they've had good quarterbacks, but not just one. They haven't stuck with one, so I think I'm gonna roll with them because they've been able to be good the past few years. Um, it will be a close game though, because BYU is always pretty solid, and it's at BYU. So, um, and then the now to an SEC game. Um, Kentucky at Florida. I'm going with Florida. Um, yeah, Kentucky's a very solid program, and they have Will Levis at quarterback, but, like, Anthony Richardson's going off. He's a freakazoid, as Dan Orlovsky said. He's, like, and then Montreal Johnson, the ta- one, one of their tailbacks, had a good game against Utah. That place should be amped up after getting the upset one against number seven Utah, and, like, it should be amped up. The players should be amped up. And they should, they should be able to handle Kentucky. Um, now to Lincoln Riley's team playing their first Pac-12 game under him at USC versus Stanford. Uh, Caleb Williams, of course, you gotta watch out for him. Uh, Jordan Addison, like they they got a lot of transfers, so watch out for. Um, and then Emmett Smith's son, EJ Smith, is a tailback for Stanford. <sighs> this game. I believe it is at Stanford. I'm going with the upset Stanford. I I just feel like David Shaw will have this team ready to go. And I just I just feel it like I just got a feeling that Stanford's gonna pull the upset and beat USC just hands down. Um another game a big game to watch out for this week is Bama at Texas. I think Bama's going to roll. Um, they got Bryce Young, Will Anderson, studs all over the place. and It's just Bama. Uh, Quinn Ewers, um, quarterback for Texas. I think he looked solid in week one from what I've heard. And I I just don't think Texas is back. I don't... don't Texas is not back, so Bama's going to roll. Um, Wake Forest versus Vandy. Sam Hartman is back. He is back. Back again. And he is a stud. Um, like Even if something happens where he doesn't play, um, they got a very solid backup who did very well last week. Um, Vanderbilt has a quarterback that's been doing pretty solid, and Mike Wright. Um, but I, it's Vandy, so... And Wake Forest is a very good program, and they got their guy back. So I think it's easy, easy money, Wake Forest. Uh, Iowa State versus Iowa. I didn't talk about Iowa's game against South Dakota State, but it was bad. They looked bad last week on offense. They won 7-3. Their defense had two safeties. Their defense outscored both teams. 
on offense. That's pathetic. You're supposed to be a top team in the Big Ten, and your your defense is winning the game against an FCS team, a very good FCS team, very good quarterback, very good offense, but still, you should be beating that team by at least 14. You should be at least being able to move the ball on offense. I'm taking Iowa State on this one. They got a new quarterback in Hunter Deckers. He looked very solid last week. He had like three touchdown passes. Or I think he had four touchdown passes. Three to Xavier Hutchinson, who's a stud at wide receiver for them. So I Iowa State's going to win. Um, Oklahoma State versus Arizona State. And that's going to be another good game between quarterbacks. Uh, Spencer Sanders and em- Emory Jones. Sanders at Oklahoma State. Um, I'm going with Oklahoma State. They did almost lose a close one to Central Michigan, uh, who has a very good quarterback as well. I th- I believe his name's Daniel Daniel Richardson. Uh, don't quote me on that, but um, that I feel like they're going to be more locked in, and um, I don't I don't think Arizona State. I I don't know. I I just feel like Oklahoma State will win that game. Um. Houston versus Texas Tech. Um, I'm going with Clayton Toon and the Cougars. Houston's going to win that game. I don't think Texas Tech is very good. And they got a new staff. So I'm going with Houston. Um, Wisconsin versus versus Washington State. I'm going with um, Wisconsin. I mean, they're always great on defense. Always got a good running game. Hopefully Graham Mertz can put it together at quarterback for him. But watch out for Cam Ward, the quarterback for Washington State. He tore it up at FCS level. I think he's still going to do great things this season. So watch out for him. And then West Virginia and Kansas play. And I think Kansas is going to get beat bad. Like, very badly. Um, I just don't think... I don't think they're not good. They... Might be solid, but I West Virginia showed last week that they're very great, and well, not very great, I should say, but they're very good this year or look very good this year. So I think West Virginia is gonna. I don't know if they're running away with it, but it should be at least two score game, um, for the Mountaineers. Now, I am moving on to sprint car racing, um. So, I would guess I could talk about racing in general, but, like, sprint cars are what I like. So, um, I'm just going to talk about, like, wing sprint cars this episode. Um, maybe later episodes I might dive into, like, wingless and midgets some more. Um, but the Sharon Nationals were at Sharon uh, this past weekend. Um, Brent Marks won night one. He, I think he led every single lap. I don't think he had even anybody trying, like, any competition in the feature and then night two was the Lublin Memorial uh Cap Henry led every lap this was like his he even said this was one of the biggest if not the biggest races he won he has won um he led every lap but Rico Abreu did get by him a little bit but he was able to pass him back to technically lead every lap and it was a good race there was good battles throughout the field and stuff and it it's it's a good it was a good racing 
Um, AJ Flick was the highest local finisher um, in both nights. <clears throat> and he got an extra $150 both nights for being the highest local finisher. Um, Justin Peck, he, he didn't do good. He got in Iraq night one. And night two, he did better, but because of getting in Iraq, he's basically out of the title hunt for the All-Stars. Um, actually, I think he's completely out, not basically. But uh, Tyler Courtney is going to be the champion unless something crazy happens. But um, th now this week, the All-Stars are moving on to Port Royal tonight, actually Thursday uh, through Saturday. Um Tonight's just a regular all-star show. Friday night's the night before the 50. And then Saturday night is the Tuscarora 50. Um, it's going to be Posse versus All-Stars. Um, Posse like is going to be led by Brent Marks, Danny Dietrich, Logan Wagner, Mike Wagner, Lance DeWeese. So like a bunch of big names, great drivers. Um, the All-Stars are going to be led... By like Tyler Courtney, Justin Peck, Bill Baylog, Hunter Schoenberg. Um, and you got like Cap Henry and Kyle Reinhardt as well. Um, now, you know I didn't mention Anthony Macri and the posse. Because he's, uh, I believe he's still filling in for Parker Price Miller and the Sam McGee Motorsports number 11 car. Which is an all-star ride. But he's still posse so i mean i i don't know what technically he'd be called then i mean i think so posse because he's not a full-time all-star but i don't know and i think some local guys might be there um like aj flick silent maybe more i know logan mccandless uh carl bowser and uh george hoball have been there earlier in the season i don't know if they'll make the trip um but i, I imagine aj flick and maybe even silence will head out to port royal uh tonight and this weekend um casey kane will be there and then i'm thinking maybe even rico avru um he was at the sharon national so it would just make sense to go there um <clears throat> i think i saw mckenna haas um She's from like the Midwest. I think she's gonna be there as well. Uh, I think she's like gonna go there and then to Larnerville for the Commonwealth Clash later in the month. Um, now I'm gonna go on to like the Outlaws, the Ward of Outlaws. Um, they were at the Skagit Nationals, the first through the third. Um, Logan Schuhart one night one, Sheldon Hodges here one night two, and David Gravel one night three. Um. Then they also race at Grays Harbor Race Raceway on the fourth on late Monday night, I believe it was. And Carson Mosquito won that race. Um, there were a lot of young guys doing very well this past weekend out there in Cal uh, actually not California, Washington. Um, Corey like sixteen year olds, Corey Day, Ryan Thames, and Joel Myers Jr. all did very well. Joel Myers Jr. got a fourth place finish. <clears throat> excuse me and he did very like that's just showing how good the um younger drivers are and how good the sport is at how good of a place the sport is at 
currently. Um, some other like notable younger guys were like Tyler Thompson and Tanner Holmes. Uh, I'm not sure how old Tyler Thompson is, but Tanner Holmes, I think he's like 19-ish. Um, Noah Gass is a full-time outlaw, but he's like 18 and he he's been doing very good, being making features consistently lately. And he's not like a NASCAR-funded team. He's just like a family team, and it's nice to see that he's making features. And, you know, I think he's getting like top 15s consistently right now. Um, Robbie Price in the Jason Sides car is looking very solid. I'm not sure how old he is, but I've heard he's pretty young, like decently young. I'm not sure exactly. He might be in his like early 20s for all I know, but he looked, he's been doing very good getting up there in the top 10 and top five a lot. Um, for the points right now, Brad Sweet is in control, uh, with David Gravel and Carson Macedo on his tail. Um, I, I think it'll be hard for Brad Sweet not to win, honestly. Um, they're going to go this weekend, September 8th for 10th. So actually tonight, um, is the gold cup at silver dollar speedway in California. Um, the Cal California posse, um, I guess you can call it because there's a lot of good drivers out there. Um, they're going to like be there. Like, are they going to contend for it? Can they win it? I don't know. Um, you got Dominic Salzi, uh, the Kading brothers, maybe going to be there. Justin Sanders, uh, Corey Day, Joel Myers Jr., Willie Croft, among others, are going to be there. Um, Tanner Holmes, I don't know. I didn't see anything if he was going to make the trip down or not, but that'd be pretty interesting if he did. Um, some local racing action that is happening this w week. Um, for sprint cars is at Knox Raceway. Um, it's over towards Knox. It used to be called a if it's formerly Sportsman Speedway. Um, some guys I think, some guys that I think should be there are like AJ Flick, Silent, Bob Felmy, Jeremy Weaver, Leighton Wagner, Logan McCandless, George Hoball, uh, Carl Bowser, Dan Kerger, uh, Adam Kekich, Cody Bova, Brandon Spitholler, uh. Brandon and Brent Mattis, they all should be there. I mean, I could always be wrong. I mean, it depends on like how far the drive is and if it's worth the money for them. Um, but I imagine there should be a decent field. There's no other racing uh, locally on Sunday, and it, especially for sprint cars, there really isn't besides Tri City, and they're done for the year. They had their last race uh, last weekend, even though it rained out. But um, that should be some good racing there, I imagine. I plan on probably maybe going. So it'll be I've never seen a sprint car race there, like four ten wing sprint car race there. So it'd be nice to see one there. Um, now I am gonna go make my predictions for the NFL Week One games. Um, so first game is Bills out Rams Thursday night. I think so tonight. The Bills are going to win. Bills Mafia is going to win. Josh Allen is that dude. He's going to kick off his MVP season and going to beat the the Super Bowl champs from last season. Um, hopefully Matthew Stafford does good. He's my starting quarterback for uh, my fantasy team, so hopefully he does well. Um, next game is the Saints at the Falcons. Um, I got the Saints. Uh, 
Falcons, new coach, new court. Like, they got a lot of new pieces. I think they can be solid this year, but I think the Saints are just, they have more continuity. So, I'm going with them. The Browns at Panthers. I'm going with the Panthers. Baker Mayfield said he was going to F the Browns up. I believe he will. And if you're not rooting for the Panthers and you're not a Browns fan, even if you are a Brown, Browns fan, there's something wrong with you. And just because of what they did, they're signing an offseason, they're, they're trading offseason. I'll leave it at that. Uh, 49ers are at the Bears. Um, I'm going with the Niners. Sorry, Jared. The Bears are just not very good. The Niners are good. Trey Lance is going to break out and have a be a top court, top 10, top 15 quarterback by the season end. Um, he's going to do great things in the future. The Steelers are at the Bengals. It breaks my heart to admit, but the Bengals are probably going to win. Um, they demolished the Steelers last year, both games. The Steelers might do pretty solid. I, if we can just protect Mitch, I think we can contend, but I don't think we're going to end up winning. Uh, it's Joe Burrow. Enough said. Um, the Eagles are at the Lions. Lions, HBO, Hard Knocks, amazing. I think they're going to do good things under Dan Campbell, but not in week one against the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be led by Jalen Hurts, and they're going to win. Strong running game. They got some good wide receivers now. Jalen Hurts is that dude, so they're going to win. Colts are at the Texans. The Colts are going to win. They just, yeah, they got a new quarterback in Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan is a future Hall of Famer. They got a good defense still, good running game when Jonathan Taylor. They got pieces on offense. The Colts are going to win. The Patriots are at the Dolphins. Um, I'm going with the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick against a rookie head coach. Patriots got a good running game, good quarterback, good defense. Patriots. Uh, Ravens are at the Jets. I'm going with the Jets. I just feel if Zach Wilson starts, he's going to lead the upset against the Ravens. I just feel like they got like that. They got some swagger this year. They got good wide receivers. They got a good tight end, CJ, CJ Uzuma. Good defense, solid defense. I, I think they're going to pull the upset. Um, The Jaguars are at the Washington Commanders. I'm going with the Jaguars. Another, I don't, I just. I feel like they got James Robinson and Travis Etienne in that backfield. Trevor Lawrence looked good against the Steelers in the preseason. Um, Frank Reich, he's shown he's a capable head coach, so I think the Jaguars are going to take this one. The Giants are at the Titans. The Titans are going to roll. Run left. Taylor Luan, Derrick Henry, Jeffrey Simmons on defense, Bud Dupree as well, like, Titans are going to roll this one pretty easily. The Chiefs are at the Cardinals. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I just, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, my, I, my gut and my heart is saying the Cardinals, but I'm going with the Chiefs. They do, they did lose Tyree Kill, but they got Travis Kelsey still. Juju, I think, is going to have a good year. They got some other good wide receivers. They got Sky Moore, rookie. Like their defense is solid. I think the Chiefs are gonna win. 
Um, the Raiders are at the Chargers. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Um, I'm going with the Raiders. I just feel like... I just feel like they're... I, I don't know. They got, like, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Foster Morrow, Derek Carr, like, offensively. I feel like they're just... Well, the Chargers do have Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler and stuff. But I just feel like the Raiders... I... I'm going with the Raiders. I got to make a pick, and it's a tough pick, but I'm going with the Raiders to win against the Chargers. Um, the Packers are at the Vikings. Going with the Packers. I know the wide receivers are young, and Aaron Rodgers has made comments about them. But he, so has a good option, Rob Tunyon at tight end. Um, I think Mercedes Lewis is still there as well at tight end. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Their defense is solid. Um, Matt LaFleur is a good head coach. Uh, they got Rich Bisakia at, I'm sorry if I said that wrong name wrong, but he's a good special teams coach, a good man, good leader. I, I feel like some wide receivers are going to step up. They also got a good running game in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So I Packers are going to win. Um, the Buccaneers are at the Cowboys. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to win. They're just, they're good they got Brady you never you hardly ever pick against Brady yeah I know the Cowboys got Dak and that explosive offense but Buccaneers got explosive offense they got Mike Evans uh Christian Godwin uh Julio Jones almost forgot they got like Leonard Fournette I feel like they're just gonna be win um Broncos at Seahawks this is going to be a good game with the emotions of Russell Wilson leaving the Seahawks this offseason. So I'm going with the Broncos. I feel like what well, I got Russ and they got all those good wide receivers and they got a very solid defense and good backs. And I, I feel like they're going to win against the Seahawks. They Seahawks are starting Geno Smith, who is my dude, went to West Virginia. Um, I think they're going to. I feel like they're making more competitive than what people think it will be, but I feel think the Seahawks will lose this one to the Broncos. Um, that's it for this episode. Uh, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, follow, and rate five stars if you like it. If you don't, rate three just because why not? But um, yeah, this is it. Uh, hopefully, I get back into a more consistent schedule here soon. But um, just, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe, follow, rate five stars, you know, whatever, whatever you're listening to, do all that stuff. So, but everybody have a nice weekend and stay safe out there and go enjoy some football and some uh, other sports and just enjoy the outside before it gets winter time. That's all. Have a nice day.